0: Welcome to the Art of the Dive Mid-Year Pod A lot of stuff has happened We've missed a few game weeks It's been a little bit hectic during the holiday schedule But Jake and I are both very happy to be back Happy to have had a little break To spend some time with family and friends Uh, The good news is Jake's a little bit sick So we'll have plenty of sniffles for the pod Uh, This is going to be a little bit of a different pod this week. Uh, Normally, we follow kind of the same structure, but this week, we're going to hit kind of some different things, uh, cover some reflection topics on what's happened so far, talk a little bit more big picture about what we're going to be doing in the second half of the year. I got Jake here. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm, I'm reflecting. That's kind of where I'm at right now, so... Are you one of those, like, depressed New Year's people? Like, where, when everyone else
1: is partying, you're in the corner, like, kind of just staring into blank space? <laughs> that's a good question. No, not usually. I enjoy New Year's, but oh. I feel like maybe this New Year's, that's going to be me. I'm just going to be reflecting, staring into space in the corner, drinking, you know, maybe too much, maybe not enough. There you go. That's, like, the types of things you need to say.
0: Maybe I'm drinking too much. Maybe I'm not drinking enough. You know, those are like the, when if you're going to be the depressed New Year's
1: person, that's what you do. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah.
0: okay. Well, uh, it's been pretty insane the last couple of weeks. Uh, you're a little bit depressed, but before you get into your depression and sadness, uh, we just wanted to Jake and I just wanted to say thanks to everyone that's been involved uh, with the podcast this first half of the year. Uh, you know, when you when you do talk. Uh, about kind of the new year and and all the sad depressing reflection that comes with it Uh, I would just like to say and I think Jake would uh, echo my statement that we're very thankful for all the people that have been involved with the podcast this year Uh, the podcast really has grown quite a bit I mean it's by no means gigantic and I know there's tons of other really good podcasts out there for FPL but We've really enjoyed getting to know a lot of the people, kind of the regulars on the pod, and some of the new people that continue to join. Uh, So thanks to everyone who's been involved, uh, and hopefully we can have another uh, good second half of the year here. Jake, you want to comment on anything there?
1: Yeah, I would say that's, the you know, the pod itself is the bright spot of the season midway through. Like, that's the one thing I can say has gone right so far. So, yeah. Yeah, you've had a lot of rough moments, but...
0: Uh, the the one nice thing about the podcast is that it connects us with a lot of people, and I think that also we have the opportunity to connect some people. Um, I kind of look at, like, I watch Twitter sometimes and kind of see listeners of our podcast chatting back and forth with one another Um, and really for us that was kind of what this was all about this started as an excuse for Jake and I to just keep in touch uh, talk to each other every week and talk FPL so that our wives couldn't be as mad at us spending so much time talking about something Um, but what it really turned into was an opportunity to build some community Uh, and that's that's something I am kind of proud of to be completely honest and I think it's it's a pretty cool thing.
1: Yeah, I echo that, so. You're echoing right now? I'm echoing, yep. Mm-hmm. What is that scraping sound in the background? Uh, that's my wife. She's up, you know, sick as well, but. Uh, wives, am I right? Yeah. I Can't live with them? Can't live with them. <laughs> yeah. that one I'm not reflecting on, you know. Yeah, So easy. Yeah, easy. That's, there's nothing to reflect there. Yeah, it's done. Uh, Okay, so
0: let's get into kind of what's been going on then the last couple weeks. I mean, it's been kind of insane. Uh, Maybe we should start with the League Dive leaderboard just to get everybody updated on where everyone is. Are you good with that?
1: I'm good with that. I think that's a good place to start.
0: All right, let me pull it up. So League Dive leaderboard has had some movement. I think it's been three or four weeks since we've, game weeks, since we've uh, we've updated everybody on where everyone's at. So top 10 has moved a little bit, uh, so we'll go through everybody. In 10th place, uh, Matt Frisky, the Kyoto Kid, who was in first for a long time. He's had a bit of a drop, but still uh, doing very well on uh, 1,269 points. In 9th, Damian McCallion. Uh, in 8th, John Eric Torstenstein. 7th is me uh six fpl dare fifth andrew bladen fourth samuel shapiro uh third neil Kura, uh second Fripe person and in first arnie marius haugen homebrew fc uh is on 1330 for points and current overall rank is 455 in the world so uh top 10 has has moved a little bit huh
1: yeah, it has shifted. It's not coming home anymore at this time. Well, I'm not, like, that
0: far off the top. I mean, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. If, for some reason, you know, there's a T-shirt on the line here, um, and if I don't win it, I will definitely invoke some sort of clause. You know, oh, like, yeah, like oh, what we do with our friends, yeah.
1: yeah. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. something happens, so technically the bet's off, you know, something like that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: JK, JK, Arnie, don't get mad homebrew fc okay you're at the top actually FreePay is tied with homebrew fc in total overall points but uh i believe when you're tied the tiebreaker is transfers made
1: yeah it is so anytime i'm ever tied i will definitely lose that's for sure yeah yeah so, that's fair mm-hmm. what do you
0: are you crumpling things in the background what are you uh, doing
1: it's my cat <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's this has just been my life the past week just it just sounds like you're
0: like, it sounds like you have are taking a little piece of paper and just like ripping it in front of the microphone <laughs> so, constantly. That's so, what it sounds
1: like. just to explain to my listeners, every morning my cat gets really excited because a lot of sunlight comes in and it like, you know, he chases it. It's really stupid. Uh, if I lock him out of the pod room, he just cries and paws on the door. And if I have him in the room, he just he sounds like an elephant chasing after something like that's. so literally... do you just have are you just keeping the microphone right up next to him the whole time you're doing this is that no he's doing? nowhere even near it he's just a loud ass cat i
0: yeah. <laughs> maybe it won't be picking up on the microphone
1: i can just hear it on the headphones so i'm not sure exactly what the situation is uh, so... it's pretty loud it's oh and yeah. i just moved my phone and now he's more excited because the, the phone oh, reflected god. light oh god it's just gonna be bad <laughs>
0: Can you imagine, like, people at home, like, their ears are just bleeding as they're listening to this? God. Yeah, he's... Uh, All right, Jake, let's uh, keep rolling here, and hopefully, you know, maybe you can put your cat down at some point, and we'll be good to go. Um, I guess... So, the last time we potted, it's been three game weeks, right?
1: Oh, my gosh. I thought it was two. No, I think it was... I think it's been
0: three... Well, okay, so we potted... While the game week was not finished yet Yeah. In game week 18, then we had game week 19 and game week 20. So yeah. I guess we should probably just do like a quick rewind of where we're at. Um, I'll start game week 18. Uh, we talked about this during the pod. I had the worst game week I've ever had. Um, arguably, maybe the worst game week I possibly could have had. My wife gave me a hard time she said all you ever do is complain about how bad you do and you always say you had the worst game week well i i did i was ranked 5.6 million out of 6 million players uh and that's from someone who's trying i had 32 points it was outrageous game week 19 i bounced back very well though i was having a terrible week i mean nobody was returning anything and then i captained hazard and Felipe anderson on the, the last day of the game week Finished on 82 points uh, and a game week rank of just under 400,000. And then this last week, game week 20, was an absolute mess again. My whole team failed. Uh, Captain Hazard failed. Uh, 39 points, 4.8 million. Uh, overall rank dropped down all the way to 4,134. Uh, so things are not going the greatest for me at the moment. I am um, feel like I'm treading water but the waves are, are getting a little bit bigger
1: around me. You ever feel well, like that's, that? That's that's good. I feel like I'm in a boat that has way too many holes in it, and even though I keep dumping as much water out as fast as possible, I and inevitably just keep sinking. Um, <clears throat> basically, my three weeks are very similar to yours. I keep trying to make my team different, and it just doesn't work. Uh, that's because I just log into your... fpl accountant copy whatever you do you should stop doing that but yeah that's uh, why i've been losing (laughs) game week 18 was terrible game week 19 was i actually green arrowed surprisingly it felt way worse but like you said i also captained hazard uh i didn't have for uh he did not help me out unfortunately so you, you did better than me there and then this week i really sat i i literally came home from work i was sick my wife was asleep uh, her parents were here so I was like on the futon like that was yes. you know we we laid it out for a bed it's not it's not terrible but I'm sitting there it's cold because our heat's not working I'm sniffling I'm just looking at like what I can do for like hours at my team and I literally thought we could wild card this week that week and I was like I shouldn't do it and then I was like but I, I need to. Like, I need to. Like, it will inevitably get me more points in the long term. I put together a team that I kid you not would have done very well this week, but then realized I could not do that. Decided to just bring in Martial, who did the worst of all the big Man City or Man United assets uh, and inevitably had a terrible week this week. So. Dang uh so a couple
0: options you could have gone with there first off you could have realized that you have a podcast and that you should probably know how the wild card works second you could have taken another minus 80 so i know i thought
1: honestly if i would have taken a minus like whatever it would have been i think it would have been like 36 or 32 it probably would have been better i mean i was gonna bring in sun kane uh martial pogba um, and I, I'm, my defense just keeps not performing. I mean, Alonzo got a clean this week in a yellow card, but it's still like disappointing for how much I'm paying for him. I, I, you know, I don't know. It's just, I woke up early morning with that man city game and they were up three to one already. And I was like, so excited. I was like, oh, they're just going to pound Southampton. Like Sterling's going to get another goal. Coon's going to get another goal who I brought in for Obama, man. I'm like, I'm going to be golden. None of that happened. The game just ended three one. You know, Arsenal got destroyed. I'm in a I'm in a dark place right now. So yeah, hmm. that's my that's my I don't I don't even know what it is. That's but that's what it is. So okay,
0: well that's the update for everybody. Uh, Jake's sad, which is good, makes all of us happy. And uh, yeah, it's been not great uh, over the holiday season, and we still have really like these next two game weeks that are going to be a little bit tricky um game week uh the next game week starts tomorrow that's game week 21 right yeah 21 starts tomorrow and then 22 will start saturday again kind of some fixture congestion a little hard to to read so uh the tides are turning though a little bit it does seem like the united players are kind of are clearly are are players that that are useful now in teams for the first time in a long time um spurs have really picked up their game um you know city meanwhile has struggled big time. So it has been tricky. Uh you know, I think that the managers that took some risks, that kind of jumped on some things early, uh were really rewarded for that. You know, sometimes that doesn't pay out. Um but but the managers that did this time, it certainly rewarded them.
1: I think that's a good way to put it recently. That has just yeah. it's just paid dividends is what I yeah. would say. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um yeah. I guess let's just keep rolling on then and kind of talk about a few other things. So we're going to, at the end of the pod, spend, well, the second half of the pod, spend some time talking a little bit about uh, chip strategy, um, kind of like what the the upcoming teams are or players to start focusing on for the second half of the year. Uh, For now, we're going to spend just a little time giving or, or reviewing some of the things that we had talked about at the beginning of the season and kind of reflecting on First off, were we right to say those things? And second off, uh, were, or did we follow our own advice, I guess, right? Is that kind of where we're going with it, Jake? Yeah, I
1: think that's a good way to do it.
0: So Jake and I had done a preseason pod um, right, right at the beginning of the year. I think it was maybe the the third pod that we did, talking about some kind of values or rules to stick by throughout the season. And so what we thought we'd, we'd do is kind of hit on those again, refresh them, and then talk a little bit about in terms of like strategy um, if we were following those things throughout the year. And I think it's a good time to do a little reflection and kind of think, like, did you stick to like a good plan? Did you follow your rules? Or maybe are these like things that we should be sticking by or should we kind of be uh, modifying these rules? So let's just start with the beginning. So one of the first things that we had said was to be balanced. And the issue being that rotation injuries are going to occur, that you should have a deep bench. Uh, don't overspend in one area of the pitch. Um maybe three medium to high price defenders, two to three medium to high price mids, and then one medium to high price forward um, and that you should only have two premium players. Do you think that that was like sound advice, Jake or could should we edit that at this midpoint of the season?
1: I think that is sound advice for the most part. The one thing that even when I was looking at it two days ago or whatever, it's so tricky this year because there's so many high price players that have like really performed well there haven't been a ton of budget players that have really exceeded expectations until recently. Maybe you could argue that. Um, but yeah, it's like, how many premium players do you really go with? That's, that was the trickier thing I've been struggling with this year. And I, I still don't know if there's a good answer for that, but yeah, I, I don't know either. I mean, I still, I'm standing
0: by my two premium forward or two premium player option. Um, you know, and by premium, I just mean basically anyone 11 mil or higher. Um, but I will say that the first part of that, that rotation injuries occur and you need a deep bench. This year, there hasn't actually been like that much rotation. Uh, my bench has only been used like a handful of times. And normally, it's just my first player off the bench. Uh, and Juan Basaka has served perfectly in that role at 4.2 mil Um you know so i don't know that like you've necessarily had to have a deep bench all year even through this this holiday season there hasn't been a ton of rotation
1: yeah i agree i think that's something we may need to change for next year um it's just one of those things that if 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 the top teams are truly going for it you know and during this festive period they now no longer have to play champions league or europa maybe we do get a little bit too worried about rotation um and shouldn't focus on that quite so
0: much yeah i'm just surprised by it and maybe it's just me but i feel like last year there was more rotation
1: yeah maybe there was it's hard it's definitely something hard to look into but maybe we can find something on that
0: okay our second rule was we called it the battered rule so getting players from top six sides for the majority of your team um you know picking those proven players and then maybe only having like two high ceiling punt players um, I think that for the most part, this is definitely stuck true again this year. Um, basically all the points, if we look at like the amount of FPL points that have been scored, they've, the majority have been scored by city, uh, United Spurs, Arsenal, um, you know, and, and Liverpool, right? Those are, those are the five teams that have scored actually United just recently, right? Starting to score more of those points, but pool and city, almost all of them. And then Arsenal probably third, I think that that's a fair rule to live by.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. You look at the leaderboard, you have in the defenders out of the top six, it's Chelsea and Liverpool. And oh, obviously, yeah, Chelsea, of course. Uh, yeah, Allison's goalkeeper. Um, midfield, you have Salah, Hazard, Sterling, Mane. So in the top four, and then you have like a couple of your midfielders that always seem to come out of and do well in the, the mid price bracket range. And then up top again, look at your forwards, it's just, it's Arsenal and, you know, Obama Man and then uh, Spurs and Kane. And like you said, there's been a transition recently. Man United have really climbed up the leaderboard uh, like Pogba and, and then, you know, Sun with Spurs. So, but yeah.
0: I, I think the one thing though, that I would comment that maybe we didn't quite get right was, I don't know that anyone could have predicted the emergence of these like mid priced midfielders that are, populating the top 10 midfielder positions so like uh Felipe Anderson Frazier Sigurdsson um, Pereira these players that like I never would have even considered them that they would they would be cracking into the top 10 at this point in the season for midfielders
1: yeah it's so hard I mean I think there always are right like Rob was the one last year and I feel like there was another one I'd have to probably look back at it but yeah the crazy thing is, is we think that they're not going to maintain that. And that's not necessarily true. I think we we need to remember that these players like tend to actually maintain their top 10 status for the whole, whole year. It doesn't mean that the next season they're going to be good because usually they, they take a big price rise and then don't necessarily have such a great season again. But for the season being like having those players is really key because it, opens up your ability to have more balance uh and elsewhere on your team
0: yeah especially through the midfield right because you're saving a lot of money when you go to these players that aren't in the top six sides yep
1: and you're still getting a good price per million you know like you're still gonna someone's gonna have to own that you can't just have Salah Sterling Hazard you know Sané Kevin De Bruyne you can't afford that in your midfield so
0: oh you can't Jake
1: well I mean you could but then you're gonna suffer elsewhere so
0: <clears throat> yeah, you're gonna suffer everywhere because you're bad at FPL.
1: I yes, that is a very true statement.
0: Uh, you had mentioned value there. One of the rules that we had talked about is that value should be focused on essentially above all else. So uh, points per million, points per ninety per million. Um, that that's really an important thing, and I think that that certainly holds true. Um, but it combines interestingly with another one of our rules, which is formation is fluid. Um, And the idea of like, where should you spend more of that money to maximize value? I think that I will say, this is something I feel like we really got right. So at the beginning of the season, you and I both talked about how managers should stop focusing so much on formation that it seemed in, in the few years before that, that that was such a common conversation. Like, all right, I'm playing a four, three, three. Now, how do I fill my spots? Whereas the real question should be, how do I ensure that I have the best value throughout my team? The formation doesn't really matter. It's fluid. It's, it can change week to week. You don't have to play a 4-3-3 or a 3-4-3 uh, to, to be a good FPL manager. And so I think that that's something that we really nailed. And I do think also that this season, more than others, I've really seen managers start to embrace that idea.
1: Yeah, I agree. So nothing else to add.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, okay, fixtures matter was another rule. Our our buddy Matt Zupi uh, wrote an article about positions and fixtures and found that fixtures are important in player selection. While well, we knew that, but he gave us some data for it. Um, we also, you know, this year people a lot of people are starting to spend more time with like fixture difficulty charts. So, like um, FPL Jim had built that fixture difficulty raider that's on our website. Um, I've seen a couple other ones come out as well you know, the, the majority of points are just scored against a handful of team. Basically the bottom five teams are the teams that you just want to captain players against and where the most points are going to be scored every single game week. Um, and so having some sort of a semblance of like when those fixtures are coming up for, for your players is really important. And being able to uh, pick captains that are constantly going against those players really matters as well. Personally, I don't think I've done a great job of that this year of like, for example, finding two premium captain options that I can alternate against uh, really bad opponents. I find that like a lot of the times they fall in the same weeks where they both have good opponents and then the next time they both have bad opponents. That's something I haven't really thought about much. Have you?
1: Yeah, I think you've done a better job than what you're giving yourself credit for. I think Felipe Anderson's a, a key example and uh, floppy hands even as a goalkeeper. West Ham had a great run of fixtures and You've taken very good advantage. Uh, Bournemouth, maybe earlier in the year, and you had Frazier during that time. Uh, but more, I'm talking more like from, a, yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm talking more of like a, from a captain perspective. Yeah I, yeah, I I see that. That's hard too, though, because you never know. Um, I mean, Salah, in the beginning of the season, you thought was going to just tear some teams apart and he'd come back with like an assist or just a goal. And yeah, it's not bad for your captain, but. Yeah it's it's tricky it's very tricky with captains um because i think in general like when we when we're looking at this like the guys in that mid-priced range we're not expecting them to perform every week we just want them to perform well for like you know five to seven game weeks which they typically do i think maybe we need to look at that a little bit more with our captains like there are going to be game weeks where they don't score, even though it seems like they should. And, you know, it's disappointing, but that's, that's where this game comes down to luck. Um, and, and you're not going to always hit your captain every week. So as long as you're putting a good team behind it, otherwise you're not going to fall too far in the standings. And hopefully you just don't keep getting your captain picks wrong. So, yeah, I think uh, all right, that's, that's reasonable. Um,
0: I'm gonna combine these two. So we said making transfers late and being patient. Um, I, you know, for me personally, I'm I'm pretty conservative. I often wait till late in the game week. I actually think though, so far this year, players that have made transfers late and have been patient to like kind of wait and see how players are are going to perform or fit into a team have really been punished. Um, there's, you know, for example, we talked at the uh, earlier in the pod about how managers that were willing to take a big risk on united uh really rocketed up the rankings right and you and i had both said kind of living by this rule like well let's just wait and kind of see how it plays out um whereas some managers went and got pogba right away or uh, rashford right away and now they just flew up the rankings now i know that that can bite you but is there something to be said for for being too risk averse in this
1: game yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. It's it's so hard. You look at like this one point in time where like going with Son as soon as he started playing more, or like going with these United players would have really worked for these past few game weeks. And everyone has a short memory, but in general, I think it's a balance. Like you said, you can be too risk adverse. You can be way way too risky as well. So it's still a hard one. Maybe, you know, with the managerial change, that's what made the big difference here. And we we don't usually see that often, right? Like this rule applies just in general, and maybe that's a reason why there's a little bit of a difference here this time around I don't know. So yeah, that's fair. I yeah, I
0: don't really know all to say about it. I just I'm kind of surprised by how people haven't really gotten bit. You know, I mean, I guess earlier in the year, like if we look at maybe some not so good moves, like Ross Barkley, for example, you know, a player that like had a couple good game weeks in a row was getting minutes. And even I got tricked into bringing him in. Um, And what had happened there essentially was I was being patient. Like I waited two game weeks or three game weeks before I saw, okay, he's playing every game week. Okay, he's getting some points. Whereas like the managers that were just like, all right, I'm just going to pick Barkley up now right they were successful in that situation i was patient and then i actually got burned because then he kind of got dropped from the lineup i know there are maybe some indicators that that was going to happen but it's just it's an example i think that there there are kind of like different strategies to how aggressive you should be in terms of bringing players in yeah 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 okay um the last one that we had we had just said that i'm, I'm going to hit on is just making sure that people uh, become part of the community, joining mini leagues, following people on social media sites, getting friends involved, because really that is the whole point of the game. And I I do, I talked about the top of the pod. I I strongly believe that I, um, you know, the odds of winning FPL are almost non-existent with the number of players that play, Uh, the amount of luck that you have to have, the amount of skill that you have to have. Um, And so you're not really doing it to to win FPL. Um, You're doing it, hopefully, um to to enjoy yourself and and collaborate and communicate with other people.
1: So, I think we nailed that one on the head, didn't we, Jake? Yeah, that's, you know, one for 17 there. Good <laughs> job. So, good job, Marco and Jake. You've done it again. Yeah.
0: So, uh, for the record, Jake, you wrote most of these rules. So
1: No. Yeah, well. So, you're saying I'm more wrong than you.
0: Yeah, you're an idiot.
1: Yeah. I would agree. So,
0: Jake, it's so stupid because it used to be fun to make fun of you. But now you're just like, I am an idiot. I am stupid. I do have ED.
1: You know, like it's not, it's Uh, just not as fun anymore. I don't know about the last one, but yeah, I mean, I'll work. I'll work on that. Uh, I appreciate your uh, constructive criticism there. Uh, My honesty. Yeah, your honesty and constructive uh, thoughts. So, okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. So we're going to move on here. We've just got some like kind of goofy awards for the halfway point of the season. Uh, I do have an award sheet for those that are interested. So I will try to track you down and send you in either an email or, uh, or a trick a twitter dm with your award sheet you can print it off you can take a picture of it i if i send you one i desperately hope that you put it up on your refrigerator that you print it off and put it on your refrigerator and send me a picture of it it would it would really make my day
1: yeah that's yeah
0: jake i am gonna send you one and you will put it up on your refrigerator
1: i have plenty of room so you know for the news you've
0: you've never received like a good job award to yeah. go on your refrigerator.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I'm surprised I still have a
0: job, so That's true. With all the uh pumpkin spice edemas you've been doing. Yeah, like if any like
1: and it. if like any of my like coworkers ever actually listen to our pod, oh gosh. I'll be fired in an instant, so. Oh. Well, I don't know. You mostly talk about how you save animals. That's true. But I mean yeah. when they when I talk about like how I look at my team during work although that's a whole new story because we have this new system that actually monitors what we do at work so but So
0: that's like a reason to quit a job.
1: Yeah, exactly. So right. we'll see. <laughs> Okay, so the first
0: award uh, is going to be awarded by Jake and it is the Pumpkin Spice Award. I don't know why Jake has chosen this person, but Jake, take it away.
1: Yeah, so I wasn't sure what this award really entails. Um, and that's more the reason to pick Raul Jimenez for the Pumpkin Spice Award. Uh, he's just impressed me. You know, they brought him in, and he was an interesting budget it option, and I have yet to own him on my team, uh, and that's all the more reason that everyone else should have him. He just keeps doing well. He's probably one of the best budget surprises of the year. I mean, he is currently fifth one point behind Bobby Firmino, who is, at this point in time, still $2.8 million more than him. Uh, he scored a goal last week against Spurs, so it doesn't even matter what teams he plays. He just seems to be clicking on all cylinders. So good for Raul. Uh, I'm impressed by him. He deserves yeah. a pumpkin spice latte. The pumpkin spice
0: award. The next award is the minus 80 award. This was suggested by
1: 2.0. oh
0: a.k.a. the Travis Shaw Award. Uh, this award, I have decided, uh, will be going to Jake um, because he's the only person that's ever taken a minus 80. Um, the Travis, minus Travis 80 Travis Shaw Award is awarded to the biggest fuck-up and the person that constantly underwhelms. Uh, I think for an FPL player, if it wasn't going to Jake, if it was going to go to an FPL player, I'd probably give it to Luke Shaw because he's always a little overweight and always a little underwhelming um you know so that that's who i would award the minus 80 travis shaw award
1: can i just add both luke shaw and i started the season out with so much promise for the first few game weeks overweight as well (laughs) um and it just went downhill and that's just what i've come to expect in fpl of myself so you're probably you're you're thinner than than travis shaw I am thinner than Travis and Luke Shaw. So Yeah, I think
0: you probably are. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I watch him play, he just looks sweaty. You ever notice that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So like it just looks like they dumped like a gallon gallons of water all over his body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. it's probably he's trying to get rid of all that fat that's built up, so
0: Yeah. Gross. Okay, uh the best tweet so far this season is going to go to FPL Squid. Uh, FPL squid tweeted out what I thought was clearly the funny, there's been a lot of good tweets, um, this year and we've had a lot of good interactions through Twitter, but squid tweeted out, um, Arnie, when Arnie got his, his, uh, his injury, his knee or hamstring injury or whatever, he was put in like a brace that, um, that covered his entire, uh, leg and he took a picture of it and then put it on Instagram saying something like, I'll be better soon. But uh, FPL Squid noticed that the logo was a pig and someone presumably Arnie had drawn a stick figure fucking the pig on, on the brace.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very good tweet. Good catch by FPL Squid. That's why, you know, we love to have him on this pod and we love his questions and his, yeah. his sense of humor
0: okay uh the other three are are some good write-ins from from listeners uh the biggest cojones has been awarded to fpl lane for talking shit to jake uh because only i'm allowed to do that lane so you're gonna be in trouble now
1: okay okay i feel like a lot of people talk shit to me but definitely lane the most for sure but lane's wanting to fight you so oh yeah that's true
0: yeah. Uh, best questions goes to FPL Virgin, who uh, who has a mark, I believe is just what his Twitter handle is, but FPL Virgin, uh, who I think writes the best questions in because, first off, he writes a good amount of questions. In. Second, he always has like a non-FPL question paired with an FPL question, which I think an impressive feat.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's good.
0: Best British slogans goes to FPL Jim. Pump that old mucka with your puking mole rat there
1: (laughs) that was good that was good yeah that that one episode where we were just like going uh giving like british names to you know the male anatomy gosh that was good times good times yeah it was a good time uh
0: best name suggested by patty uh everyone knows the best name what's the best name jake on twitter
1: uh bobby love Bobby Love.
0: Uh, then we had some write-ins from some other people's suggestions. Cy wrote in, uh, the biggest Douche Rocket award should go to Jake. I thought that was good. Uh, Bobby Love wrote in, the Any Holes a Goal award goes to Jake.
1: <laughs> what, is that? what does that award entail? I'm winning a lot of awards. That's all I have yeah. to say.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, you're going to go home with a number of uh, things to put up on your refrigerator. Yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, 2.0. oh. Uh, suggests most glaring footy Americanism used. I nominate all words Jake and Marco used to describe strikers, which are not striker. For example, attacker, forward, uh, goal getter. (laughs) They know they're onions, but it makes me smile. Uh, He also suggested that Marco's man crush award and that he awarded it to himself.
1: (laughs) Okay. So
0: apparently I have a man crush on 2.0 oh, and he awarded it to himself. We all know what you're thinking about 2.0. Oh, busted. Uh Jim suggested finally most likely Twitter accounts to secure roles in an FPL Die Hard reboot due to shooting, due for shooting in spring 2019 directed by Marco because he has a YouTube account. <laughs> Wait, who won? Wait, Jim won? I didn't I did he, he just it's in a It has nothing to do with an award. It's just people that are awarded roles on an FPL Die Hard reboot. He must have been drinking when he wrote that. (laughs) Uh, Claret said an award for the FPL Animal account who would beat all the others in a fight. That could be a good one. I I thought I'd go with Narwhal, FPL Narwhal.
1: Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, well done.
0: Yeah. Uh, Not quite as crap as they were this time last year award. Could go to an, uh, an FPL player. Do you have anybody that that should be awarded
1: to? Ooh, not quite as crap as they were this time. Ooh. um, Maybe like Hazard. Hazard was pretty crappy in the beginning of the year last year, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, he was. And then he he had a good second half of the year.
1: Yeah. So uh, not most, quite as crap this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most likely to get blocked by official FPL. Ooh, uh, I would
1: say FPL squid there. But
0: yeah, it's got to be the squid. Yeah, he gets that one, too. Uh, And then the last one is from Bobby Love, who (laughs) watched the YouTube video that I made about how to make a podcast and wrote in, (laughs) this is really funny, but he (laughs) wrote in, Worst Shirt Award and Saddest Smile Award goes to Marco. (laughs) (laughs) That bastard. I will happily accept the saddest smile, but I will not accept the Worst Shirt Award. That's a sexy shirt.
1: Yeah, well, debatable, so...
0: It's not, Jake. It's not debatable.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I do have a... You sent me a Christmas present.
1: Festivus present, but yeah.
0: Festivus present. Yeah, yeah, not Christmas. I sent. You know I sent you a Festivus present too, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I believe you, but...
0: Yeah. I did. I sent it. I have the Amazon thing. I sent it. It was supposed
1: to be there in two days. I Amazon Primed it. Yeah, well, Amazon Prime let us all down. So, <sighs> Biggest letdown award goes to Amazon Prime. All right, well, I'm going to open up your gift right now, live on the pod. I haven't opened it. There's a card.
0: Yep. It says Marco on the front, so ripping it open. Better be a gift card or some cash in here. Shake this card, then open it, it says. Okay, I shook it. Can I read it? Can I read it? Yep, you can read it. It says, Happy Hanukkah. I got you a life-size replica replica of my dick since you always seem confused about the size of it on the pod (laughs) keep unwrapping
1: happy festivus what is this jake what what is this i I told you what it is life-size replica of my dick it's (laughs) actually oh (laughs) gosh. it's really heavy it's got to be about six pounds yeah
0: it's actually shaped like is there something in there i'm supposed to open there if is just, actually, so you do oh, have so, to. <laughs> yeah. So this, I'm not supposed to just keep it like this. So for people, no, are I mean you can. You can. So, so should I just stop then? Now is that the end of the gift? <laughs> no. So for those that are listening, he Jake has wrapped a gift in a box, and within the box, there's this like, I don't know what do would you say that is, Jake? Ten inches? Yeah, about so. ten to twelve inch um, thing with um, what looks like two testicles. It's long and thick. It has a head and it's been wrapped in athletic tape to keep it all together so it looks like skin it's really gross you took a lot of time to put this together
1: Uh actually didn't take that long uh you got a lot of experience putting, got a lot of experience together yeah so <laughs> uh so there's a gift in it though yeah there is so you're but welcome unwrap to unwrap it, it if i unwrap it won't it fall apart then i won't have the dick anymore It won't look like a dick anymore, but it's worth it at some point to unwrap it. You can do it now or later or whatever. Do you want me to do it on the pod or not? Sure. I mean, you can do it. So I think it'll be good for the pod. All right. I'm unwrapping the penis.
0: This is really a lot of fun. Can you imagine all the people that are listening to this that are like, I thought I tuned in for an FPL pod?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Little did they know. It, it
0: did need oh, all the balls. that. The balls fell out. Yeah. They are ping pong balls. They're ping pong balls.
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh, what do we got here, Jake? Oh, it's the uh, the Excurvesa Charred Bottle. Yeah, the special 2016th, edition. The 2016 series, batch number three. Stone Excurvesa Mocha Stout Ale, ale Brewed with Cocoa. Coffee and Spices and Aged in Bourbon Barrels. That's beautiful, Jake.
1: Yeah, it'll keep you warm during this uh, festivist season. Thanks, buddy. That was really nice of you. I, now I feel bad because I sent you mean gifts. Oh, gosh. Well, we'll <laughs> have to find out what they are later. Uh, okay,
0: awesome. Uh, well, thanks. I guess we should probably take a short break, uh, come back, and talk a little bit about strategy for the second half of the season, huh?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, short break. We'll be right back that's actually a very nice gift jake thank you yeah i'm gonna lay that one down and save it for a nice special occasion huh
1: yeah definitely like a fortnight night you know
0: and we're back jake will get to open my present in like six weeks when it finally arrives so uh until then jake will just have to deal with um deal with that um I did want to give a quick shout out to the people that are through the cup so far. Uh, you know, I had said that I want to kind of track listeners that are are through the cup rounds. I was really hoping that at least a couple people would make it a little further, and it'd be so awesome if one or two listeners make it into the deep rounds of the cup. So this was only after the third round, um, but these are the people that kind of responded to me. So Garf... Uh, Got through on a tiebreaker. Burnley, Dave, Lonesome Pundit, FPL 007, FPL Heskibo, Brad Francis, Arjun, uh, FPL Devotee, Football Fix, FPL, FPL Booster, Michael, Emmanuel, Leander, FPL Stone Cold, FPL Sausage, his zombie team got through. uh, The Crudge and FPL director where the people that reached out and just said that they had made it through so shout out to those people I really hope you guys keep it going um, we'll do another little poll on Twitter in the next couple weeks maybe in a week or two and kind of see you know who's gotten through to like the fifth or sixth round of the cup I'm really hoping somebody can make a deep run it'd be super fun to like kind of cheer for that person as the season goes on uh, we're just going to spend about 10 or 15 minutes towards the end of the pod here talking about uh, second half strategy. So for those of you that were hoping for like a legitimate FPL discussion, um, this is probably the part that you'll want to tune in for. Um, the three things we want to talk about were chips, kind of the teams to focus on here, and then maybe some like second half of the season players that we are, are going to want to look at or the essential players to focus on. So let's start, I think, Jake with chips, because we have had some questions in the last week or two, um, online about that. Um, and the the chips that we have available at this point are um, the wild card has now become available, your second wild card. Uh, and then we have Bench Boost, Free Hit, and Triple Captain. I know some managers have used um, one of those chips already. Most of us hopefully still have our wild card. So we're going to talk a little bit about how you might want to use those things. And I think let's start, Jake, um, by talking a little bit about when most of these chips are going to be played by, quote, more elite managers. Um, I'll just kind of take us through the beginning of it. Most of these chips are played like in the last six to eight game weeks of the season, and the reason for that is because of double game weeks. So because of cup matches and Champions League and, I don't know, reschedules, things like that, the end of the year, uh, we normally have two double game weeks. Sometimes there are uh, three, but normally two. And then what it causes a lot of the times is a blank game week or two. So when we have a double game week, we we have a bunch of teams, sometimes as many as, um, you know, 10 or 12 teams that actually play two games in the game week. And then in a blank game week, we might only have like four matches or something like that that take place. Only eight of the 20 teams end up playing. Um, The free hit and the wild card are kind of the two chips that you can use to navigate those challenging situations. Uh, so it's it can be really, really tough like to have this blank game week pop up or this double game week pop up and your team is not situated to deal with those things. And so, you know, when we get a little closer, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about exactly how you play those. We don't know when those, those weeks are yet. They haven't been announced by official FPL. They will be, um, you know... It, Within normally we get like at least three or three game weeks before that that actually happens that we know, Um, but you know the the two trains of thought with the wild card are either you save it to navigate those game weeks or you play it a little bit earlier and you try to make up ground before then. Jake, which boat do you kind of fall into with the plane of that wild card?
1: I think if you can keep it till the. And obviously, that's the best. And but I do think um, maybe playing it though the week earlier, not the not the absolute last week, gives you a little bit more advantage because you can kind of set your team up for a good run to finish out the season rather than using it right at the end. Uh, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So, for example, let's say there was a, a double game week in game week thirty three. Maybe you play your wild card in thirty or something like that, or 30, or 31, or, you know, so that you're playing it a little earlier, you can still take advantage of some mix-up, but basically your focus in that wild card is on that hypothetical game week 33, double game week. Exactly, yep. Okay, so that's one thing to just keep in mind. Um, the other train of thought is that maybe you play that a little bit earlier. And isn't that what you
1: did last year, Jake? I did. Uh, it didn't work out very well last year. So I'm going to hopefully try to avoid that. Although the more I look at my team, the more I'm like, oh, do I just play it right now? I don't know. But
0: Yeah, so what it kind of becomes here, it's interesting, is it becomes this, like, this game of patience where some managers are going to fire that wildcard off kind of early. And they might see in the short term um, some huge jumps in overall and some really big game weeks because essentially they're they're taking their team and getting on top of all the best players and, and making big jumps. The issue, so it's, that's that can be a great strategy and it can pay off. Um, you are definitely rolling the dice by holding that wild card longer and longer, um, but I think the idea is that you have this opportunity to make gigantic leaps with the wild card at the end of the year now one thing i've been thinking about recently though jake is is the potential for those big leaps um does it still exist in the same capacity for those managers that are like i don't know say in the top twenty thousand?
1: yeah i i don't think there is like that's why i think those those players usually hold it more unless they're teams like in trouble if there's injuries or things are changing i don't know again i still think like the best way to think about the wild card is how many players are you truly changing on your team uh looking at the next five to seven game weeks at the very least that's the other hard thing about using it so early is things change right like champions league's gonna restart again you know arsenal not saying that they have a lot of great assets here we but go But Europa League and stuff like that, that really affects things, right? Like, Arsenal is probably going to try hard in Europa uh, because they're in trouble. They're not in the top four. They may not even be in the top five with how Manchester United is performing against. So... If you use that wild card right now, things are going to change again, right? This this game shifts. That's what makes it so difficult. No one expected Spurs to have this big of a turnaround and Man United to have this big of a turnaround. I don't care what you say, no one expected that. So, right, that's that's the risk of using it this early. So you're you're yeah, you fall into that category that just if you can hold, hold. Yeah, toward that like last five to seven game weeks, because then. You, if you can kind of manage your team just by making one or two transfers, you know, or holding and then making double double transfers and get the team that you want right now in the next couple game weeks, it's better to hold and then have to switch up your team once like Champions League gets restarted again for like the end of the season run. Right. Um, the other two cap uh, chips are then played in
0: combination normally with that free hit or that, uh, excuse me, not with the free hit, but, but played in combination with when you play that wild card. So for example, um, the triple captain allows you to pick a player and, and they get triple captain instead of double score. And the bench boost allows all your players on your bench to uh, their scores to count to your overall score. So one thing that a lot of managers would do, let's set this hypothetical situation up again. You have a game week 33 double game week. You have a game week 35 blank game week, which means that the teams that doubled up in 33 are not playing in 35 or something along those lines. And then maybe you have a game week 37 double game week again before the end of the season. One thing that managers might do is they may play that wild card, maybe let's say in game week 30 or 31, setting their team up for that game week 33 double game week. When they hit that game week 33 double game week, then they choose to play either their bench boost or their triple captain. Now remember, you can only play one chip per game week, so you can't play a wild card and then drop a triple captain on top of it. So they, they play their wild card in 31, 30, 31, 32, setting up for that 33. They play their triple captain or bench boost to try to maximize points. They get to 35, that really weird blank game week. They're, they're missing a bunch of players. Easy. Manage it with a free hit chip. And then they are saving basically all their transfers between uh, after they played their wild card, or excuse me, after that first double game week in 33 and that next double game week in 37 to kind of rearrange their teams to fit their needs of that double game week, and then they play that other chip. So like what a lot of managers will do is, you know, bench boost, free hit, triple captain, wild card, they will play all those chips in the last, basically seven or eight game weeks. Um, It's very tempting to want to play them earlier, but if you can hit those on the, on the head, especially let's say you're like, let's say right now you're in the 200s, right? Or 300s or 500,000 rank or a million rank. I mean, you could hypothetically more than cut your rank in half in a really short period of time.
1: Yeah. I think that's the goal, you know, right? Always yeah. doing better. There you go.
0: Always. Yeah. Thanks for the great commentary, Jake. Really yep. appreciate it. Yep. Uh, I guess, yeah, my only concern, and and this is more for the managers that are maybe in the top, I don't know, 25 or 50K. It does seem like most managers, especially like in the top 10K, are going to utilize that exact same strategy. So at least this is the experience that I had last year. So I I saved. I, I got up to after about game week 22, I was up to one 40-something in the world, I had a pretty rough drop. I got into like seventeen or 18,000. I used that strategy, and I moved back up to like around 14,000. That's where I ended. Um, and my thought was like, ooh, like I was on this big drop where I was dropping rank, dropping rank, dropping rank. Maybe I would have been better off playing that wild card a little earlier because that would have broke from kind of the mold in terms of strategy that other managers were doing. So are you saying like – in the next game weeks? couple of game weeks? Uh no, I mean I would probably like mid 20s. Right? So uh, which okay. we're kind of getting close to there, right? I mean, yeah. Like like maybe mid to late 20s, so maybe I would have played the wild card 3 or 4 or 5 game weeks earlier than I did. I think I played it like in 33 last year or 32 or something like that.
1: Yeah. It could work. So. It could work. I mean, we've seen people jumping on players sooner and it 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 works so it's just is there going to be a lot of change again like that goes more along like what's going to happen with sun and spurs like i would love to know if that was one question i could see in the future that would be it right like he's not going to be playing for them for a bit is it really going to affect them are they going to still be firing on all cylinders what happens when he comes back like I, i don't know and no one does so if you use that wild card it's going to be hard to rearrange your team necessarily, at least quickly. You can't rearrange your team quickly without taking a lot of hits. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess
0: let's just kind of get off this topic and just finish with a couple other little things. So are there any like teams that you're specifically focusing on for the second half of the season? I mean, obviously, I think there's been a renewed interest in United and Spurs um, besides our regulars of Chelsea, Liverpool... And uh, city. Is there anybody else that you're interested in that have like a nice fixture run or something like that?
1: Yeah, that's a good uh, good question. Right now, I'm interested in um, having two Everton assets, although they've just been all over the place and really hard to determine what's going on with them. But home Leicester, home Bournemouth, away Southampton, Huddersfield, home Wolves is a good run of fixtures. So I did bring in uh, Dingye. Can never say his name however you say his name just say dingy 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 is in my team uh, I think they have you know not a bad little run uh it's not super long but it's a team to consider um but then otherwise I do really think that a lot of the heavy hitters have good runs like Spurs man United still um and obviously I'm still looking at Liverpool defense you know two at least could consider three although sala right now will be absolutely destroying you so you know that's what i'm looking for and then filling in around there i think the big question is who's the other big player you want on your team besides sala right now and that's till the end of the year i don't think Anyone has a good answer, but Man City has been very disappointing. Like Sterling has just not been doing well, and he's not cheap. Uh, hazard's a little bit better, but we know he can go on those runs where he just doesn't return for weeks on end. So that's the trickier question for me. Yeah, I, uh, with the Sterling thing was
0: interesting. I, I recently have been looking to move him out of my team, and you know, I was pretty heavy on Sterling saying that you, you have to have him, and he, he's an incredible player. Um, but I've been thinking about it a little bit, and one of the thoughts I've had is, is, and I know that he does play a lot of minutes. He plays ninety base most of the games. Um, he's only been rested, I think, like one, two, three times. He's he's sat out the entire season. Um, but I, I am afraid to captain him, you know, with all the rotation that they have going on. And so, if you fear captaining a premium asset, you probably
1: shouldn't have them on your team. I I agree. I. I'm getting into that mode where it's like, I just want Salah, maybe hazard in the midfield and that's it right now. And then yeah. the question becomes, where else do you spend that money? How high of a forward do you go up to? I think Kane wouldn't be a bad option, but that's going to be pretty hard to have hazard Sala and Kane on your team and still fit yeah. in the rest of the pieces. So again, it the question becomes, do you go with, uh, a expensive forward, and I don't know if the answer is yes at this time with guys like uh, Jimenez and Mitrovic still doing pretty well. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, personally, I'll be staying away from the premium forward. I know that you know they've done well as of late. There's definitely an argument to be made for like you're paying that extra money not only for their performance but also because you just know they're going to get minutes every game. Um, And and that's one of the reasons, you know, you pull a guy like Kane in, he's going to not get rotated over Christmas. He plays 90 every game. Um, But I I can't afford it really with my team structure, so I'm going to be staying away as of now. Um, You know, it does to me look like where you're really making your money is those mid-price midfielders right now. Um, You know, guys like Anderson, Martial, Pogba, Frazier Sigurdsson Pereira Richarlison you know son whoever you decide to go with that's really been the difference to me in the last three game weeks and I have not been necessarily on the mark with those players
1: yeah neither have I so yeah. okay well I think we should probably wrap it up
0: we're getting to about an hour here yeah I think that's good <clears throat> um well thanks for listening to, to all the listeners. Um, I know that this is a little bit of a different podcast in terms of structure, but we thought it'd be a good, kind of just a fun pod with all the hecticness and stress that has come with the holiday FPL season. Uh, Reflect a little bit about what, what we have done well and what we need to do better. Think a little bit about forward structure. Give some shout outs to some awesome listeners for the podcast. Uh, if you're a new listener, this is not normally how our podcast it goes. Normally, we spend some more time talking about the game weeks. We spend some more time taking questions from people. So, uh, but if you've listened this long, then you probably know. Uh, Jake, you have anything else to wrap up with?
1: No. Good fest of this season. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was
0: good. It was good. Okay, let's get out of here. I'm Marco.
1: And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die.
0: testing testing mic check mic check yep mine's good
1: i want a pumpkin spice latte enema yep mine's good (laughs) uh
0: can you imagine like what would that do to your your butthole
1: (laughs) i don't know it depends how hot it would be too
0: oh full full heat oh god full heat yeah uh
1: yeah, uh, well, it could be
0: an enjoyable experience. You don't, you know, you don't want to say no until you try it.
1: That's true. Fair point.
0: Yeah. Plus, you'd get a good caffeine kick. Can you imagine?
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be the best part. <laughs> so, can sugar diffuse in an enema like that? Yeah, for sure. You probably get diarrhea. Are you sure though? Aren't glucose molecules pretty big? We get well. We give lactulose enemas, huh. so I mean that helps really like sick patients with like liver disease so i don't know if like the sugar and coffee would be different molecularly but i feel like it would still work
0: no i think you're probably right yeah probably diffuses right in there you got a good little sugar delivery good little caffeine delivery a little yeah. heat warms up your your behind you know yeah,
1: definitely it would definitely help with temperature if you were hypothermic if it was a cold day <laughs> Can you imagine, uh, like, Starbucks offering enemas? (laughs) Maybe it's a thing of the future. I'm telling you, we have some great ideas for Starbucks. They really should, like, get us on board.
0: Yeah, because, like, maybe, you know how they they write your name, like, on your cup and then yell your name out? Mm -hmm. Like, what if they just wrote your name on, like, a big tube and then they yelled your (laughs) name out and you just walked over there and, like, casually pulled your pants down? They just shove it up and pour it down.
1: I could see it. I literally could see it. Yeah. There's weirder things that are going to happen in the future. Yeah,
0: for sure. With the way people like their coffee delivery. Yeah. Could be good. All right. We're probably going to leave that in the pod.